0: Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode 106. Today my guest, Susan Grona, founder of the Parenting Mentor, would talk about teaching life skills to children, consequences. That's a big deal. Communication, love, empathy, awareness. Plus, we talked baseball a little bit about rules and respect. Susan, the author of the book, Parenting with Sanity, Enjoy. There's a very fun conversation and very informational. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's
1: host Joe Foley.
0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. Hey, I want to thank you for being here. And this is your first time. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast about, I want to say, a journey of discovery. Yes. Yes. It's a journey of trying to figure out what's in my head so I can share that with you. <laughs> a journey of trying to figure out what's what's important in life. You know, health, mental health, money, parenting. Stuff that we think we all have the answers, but we don't. Or trying to still figure it out. Because it's true. We don't have the answers. So if this is your first time walking on the podcast, it really means a lot you spend time with me. I have one quick favor to ask. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. Share with a coworker, share with your husband, share with your wife, share. That's a big word. Share, share the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Next up, my interview with Susan Groner from the parenting Being a parent can bring different challenges. It's not, it's not as simple. (laughs) It's not as simple as here's a book about parenting. Here's a manual. And it doesn't work that way. It, it's some basic rules, I guess, or some basic understandings, but every kid is different and brings different challenges. We don't need to be crazy about everything we just do what we have to do and get through what we need to get through. Me and Susan had a great conversation all about things parenting. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Sue.
1: Thanks. Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. It's fun. It's fun to talk about parenting and stuff like that. And I was kind of curious, what is a parenting mentor?
1: the parenting mentor, which I am, Mm -hmm. um, my goal is to help parents be happier and more relaxed as parents to reduce the everyday stress and anxiety that just inevitably comes from being a parent. You have like perfect kids, you're still going to have stress. Like There's no way around it, but there are ways to think about the things that cause you stress so that they don't so much. And that's really what I do is to help with you know, the issues that come up right and left. you know, working through the communication process, thinking about how our kids are thinking and it's just really helpful.
0: Well, some before we talk in the pre, pre-interview and um, pre-talk before the start of the podcast interview is about my son having breakfast an hour and a half. He wants, <laughs> he wants lunch and, yeah, I, and <laughs> then and being a parent, you're like, you just had breakfast. And, um, and how to like, sometimes parents just get really stressed out about that.
1: So, you know what? I think that it's really good to have rules and boundaries and then set up a little bit of freedom too. So if, if meal t- if you want mealtime to be at specific times during the day, that's sort of your boundary, right? Your rule. We have breakfast between eight thirty and nine, and we have lunch between 1230 and one, and you know, and that's just the way it is in our house. If you don't want to eat breakfast, then then I'm going to help you learn how to make your own food so that you are can take care of it. If you're hungry, if you're not hungry, you really don't want to eat, I'm going to force you to eat. Like I get that. But then it's on you to take care of feeding yourself during that time period. And then I'll see you at lunch. And if you don't want to do lunch with me, you're out somewhere you're in the middle of something and you really don't want to do it either I can put it on the making lunch for myself and we're gonna have lunch together I can put that away if you know if it's something that was important to you that you do want to sit down with your child then that's different but if you're just like making two sandwiches and your kid just you know you want to go off and have your lunch and he doesn't want it has his right now you can just wrap it up and put it in the fridge and You know, when you're hungry, you can go grab that sandwich or if you're not making yourself lunch, then he should know how to be able to make himself a simple sandwich. Like at seven years old, there's no reason like he's he's capable of it. Maybe he's never had the opportunity to do it yet. But so so show him. Say, hey, you know (laughs) what? You're a big boy. There's no reason why you can't do this yourself. And and then it's like, hey, yeah, you're right. I am a good boy. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I do want to like how, and then it's like empowering to him as opposed to punitive. And so you, it depends on how you present it. Like if you don't eat now, then you're just going to have to deal with it yourself, is very punitive. Right. But yeah. I know you can take care of this yourself. You're a big boy, is com- a completely different message with a really good positive result. It's almost like, like building I mean,
0: their confidence and stuff like that
1: totally building their confidence, but also making them see how, how they can be more self-reliant, how they're really capable of doing a lot more things than they think they are. And so whether it's a turkey and cheese sandwich or, (laughs) or peanut butter and jelly or whatever, there's no reason why they can't take the stuff out of the fridge and make a sandwich. I mean, at seven years old, he's got the skills to do it. No question.
0: I was thinking about one thing about that, too. Some of the parentings, um, you know, you hear about a lot of the kids, especially teenagers going into college and stuff like that, don't have the simple life skills.
1: That seems to be a problem. That's a big problem. You're so speaking to me now because my son is a junior in college. My daughter's in grad school. When my daughter got to college, so we're now talking six years ago, she would have been a freshman. She said to me, mom. You can't imagine, she said, but the kids here can't even book their own train ticket home, okay? And we're talking like really smart kids here. And it made me really, it made me think so much about what's been going on. That these kids get to college with great test-taking skills and great essay writing and paper writing, and they know how to get involved in extracurricular activities, but when it comes to life skills, like booking your own train tickets, doing your own laundry, making sure that you're waking up on time to get to class—I mean, I hear there are parents who call their kids and wake them up for college. Oh wow, that's insane! <laughs> I mean, I'm a firm believer that even at a, a seven-year-old can learn to use an alarm clock. That's a, one of the skills, one of the tips in my book under the life skills section. They are do teach your kid to do laundry teach how to use an alarm clock, like let them learn now, if they oversleep better, they should do it now than when they are in high school or college. So, and again, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to come across as like a hard ass. You (laughs) need to learn how to do this yourself. But it's like, I want to give you the skills that you're going to need to thrive in this world. And that's those simple little things are some of them. The other part, that we need to do for our kids that we haven't been is to help them develop problem-solving skills and coping mechanisms and resilience. And because we're, parenting now is so, we're so involved and we care so much about our kids. And like, again, this is all coming from a total place of love for our children, but we're not letting them experience any adversity we swoop in there and fix everything so they don't have to, So they don't have to learn how to do it. And so they don't get the opportunity to know what it feels like to be disappointed, to be frustrated, to be sad, angry, worried, like all those feelings that you and I feel all the time, like they're normal, healthy feelings. They come at the appropriate times. And if we don't let our kids feel them, we're not allowing them that opportunity to learn how to deal with them.
0: I was thinking about the consequences of that too. I mean, you hear about that all the time with the helicopter parents and stuff like consequences in life and what, what they're gonna be like when they grow up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so when these kids get to college, things start not going their way and mommy or daddy's not there to catch them or to fix things for them, they fall apart. I mean, that's why the counseling offices at the universities are Inundated every year, they're adding more and more psych services and more therapists. And because these kids didn't have the opportunity to develop those skills along the way. And so, as parents, the things that kind of freak us out and make us so stressed out and nervous are like, oh my God, if this happens, my poor kid's going to be so sad. What am I going to do? How is he going to deal with it? Right. And, and I've got to fix it so I don't have to deal with him being unhappy and so that he doesn't have to be unhappy. Instead, it's like, Oh, this is actually a good thing that this is happening because it's giving them, this is an opportunity for my child to start to learn a little resilience, to learn some, to develop coping mechanisms, to learn problem solving skills, like such good, important things. One
0: thing too is about life skills. What, what is age appropriate to teach kids like mine? My son's seven, but what kind of things like you start teaching now, and and progressively go up as he gets older.
1: Well, you know, I I hate to put ages on things mm-hmm. because every child is so different, and so I think that you know you kind of have to look at your child, test it out a little bit. If your child is disappointed about something, the best response is, "Yeah, honey, of course you're disappointed." I would be disappointed if that happened to me too. Like he's seven. Maybe he just missed his great seven-year-old birthday party because of the coronavirus and he couldn't have his big party and he was really bummed out. Like, yeah, (laughs) if you weren't, that would be kind of weird. Of course you're disappointed. That stinks. And you don't have to fix it then. You don't need to go any farther with, well, we're, I mean, and yeah, it's his birthday. So of course you want to make it special. But if he didn't get invited to a party, yeah. I get disappointed when I don't get invited to birthday parties too. It stinks. And it doesn't mean you have to say, well, don't worry, hon. We're going to do something really special that day. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is kind of what we'd want to do because we don't want our kids to feel sad, but no, you know what? The day will come. The day will go. Your kids will be fine. And the other part of doing all this is for us to model the same thing. And so if you're frustrated by something, you Say to your son, wow, dad is so frustrated right now because or earlier today this happened and oh my gosh, I was so frustrated and tell him what happened and then he sees you and you're fine or he sees you frustrated and he sees you 15 minutes later, you're fine. And so he's getting the message, wow, my dad is frustrated now, but look at him now. Now he's fine. Like that's a normal thing and he's talking about it like it's normal. That's
0: interesting, too, teaching stuff like that, because it's important as it gets older and stuff like that. One thing I was curious about, too, is parenting golden rules. Every parent has their own rules, like, is there a book? Is there a set of rules? Is there something to pull out of the sky and here? these are the rules that you can use? What are some parent golden rules?
1: Well, there is a book. It's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my parenting golden rules are rather than the things that you are engaging with your children, these are sort of ones kind of to live by yourself as a parent. The first one in my book, which is my favorite tip in the whole book, which is also why it's number one, is say yes with joy. So that doesn't mean say yes all the time. (laughs) It means when you're going to say yes. Yep. Your son says, dad, can you please help me, you know, get the Lego box off the top shelf of the closet and whatever. And you're like right in the middle of something. And he needs your help. Like, there's no way he can get it himself. Right. And you're like really in the middle of something and you're like, fine, give me a second and I'll do it. Right. Cause you don't want to do it because you don't want to like be interrupted from what you're doing, but you're going to do it. And you say, yes, but you say yes. in this like huffy sort of irritated way. The other thing you can do is just say, sure, honey, I'd I'd be happy to give me a sec. What happens when you do that? And I swear, I still do it all the time, and it really works. When you say yes, or sure, I'd love to, even if you wouldn't necessarily, it does something to your brain, and it makes you actually happy to do the thing. And so if it means driving your kid somewhere, or helping them with a project, or whatever those things are that you're not really into, if you say sure to your kid, hey, He's not going to feel badly. He's mm-hmm. gonna, he because you don't want him to feel like put out because you you don't want him to think he's putting you out. You know that's not a good feeling. No, and like all the negative stuff that comes with that. But when you do it, you'll actually enjoy it as a parent, and I mean it really works. What are the what are the rules
0: you can share too?
1: Another one is don't brag about your child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody does that. I I, I got I to. Yeah,
1: and it's kind of annoying, isn't it?
0: Well, you, you catch yourself going, my kid's a genius. He, he, well, you, know, you think about going, he's just, he's just an average kid. Well, I mean, he's a good kid, and we'll see what happens in the future. But everybody, kids thinks their kids is as a rocket scientist or the best ever. That's because we're, we're the parents.
1: Yeah. And you'll hear like grandparents will like say, oh, my kid had, my two year old grandson is a you know, is a genius or the so talented. Like, can you believe he's doing this all right? Like, okay. You know what? A grandparent can brag, but parents like <laughs> enjoy it, share it with your family, but no one else want, really wants to hear it. I've found, I just find <laughs> it's like a little annoying. <laughs> you know? And another one that I feel pretty strongly about is, is I call it respect your team. And by that, I mean, you're the parent then there's the teacher there's the coach hopefully again someday Mm -hmm. um there's the the play director these are all people that are like leading your kid in there and rather than being a parent who like goes and complains to that person like why didn't you do this or why didn't you pick why didn't my kid get a better part or why didn't my kid play today Like, we need to show our kids that we respect all these people. And, yeah, you know what? If you have a problem, say, hey, you know, is there something that I can be doing with my son at home to support him so that he gets a little more playing time?
0: The next thing I was going to talk about is the six pillars. I like the CLEAR. I like that um, uh, acronym CLEAR. What does CLEAR mean?
1: Uh, Well, it stands for communication, love, empathy, awareness, rules, and respect. It's not like any particular order but when you take all those six pillars in any communication that you have with your child in any issue that you have with your child, things will once you get the hang of it, things will be like really kind of conflict free in your home.
0: One thing I uh, empathy because sometimes it's kind of hard as an adult to understand what a child's go through because we got to think back to when we're there that age and sometimes, I'm 45 so it's kind of hard to think back when I was a 7 year old. How did how to show empathy? How can somebody do that?
1: Well, I think with the empathy the other first key is the awareness piece which is why does my kid feel that way? When I understand why my kid feels that way then I have the empathy to show them like like we said before when you say, "Wow, I can see you're really frustrated, honey. I don't blame you." Like that's saying I I understand what's causing the frustration because I can see it. And now I can tell you that I know what it feels like to feel frustrated. But sometimes we have to ask our kids. I, I had a client whose daughter hated taking showers. And every night they would get a big argument at, sh- at shower time. And I'm like, well, so I said, have you ever asked her what it is about the shower that she does? not And that's like, well, we don't. Think to do that, no. right? But it, but it's like, hey, sweetie, Julie, we're arguing every night about you taking a shower. Like, isn't that crazy? This should be a relaxing time for you. Tell me, you know what it is. What is it about the shower? And you know, it could be as simple as I don't like getting my hair wet. And then it's like, well, let me get you a shower. You know, maybe she didn't even know that existed. <laughs> like that was even an option to get in the shower and not wash her hair every night. Yep. So. It, it, a lot of the times they're not that complicated but we're saying to our kid i see there's a problem with this tell me what it is what is it this how is this making you feel what can we do what can we do not what can i do what can we do to make this easier for you and by having that conversation you're also saying hey let's start problem solving here <laughs> every time you say to your kid well, what do you think how do you think you could do this differently what, what do you think you could have done? You know, next time, what would you do differently? It's getting the wheels turning in their heads. And you may, for a while, you may have to ask those questions, but eventually when something happens, they're going to say that to themselves. Kid who keeps forgetting their cleats in the, the post COVID world. Now <laughs> you know, the kid who keeps forgetting something that they need at school. If we keep bringing it to school for them, what are they they're not learning anything, right? They're not and learning to remember said,
0: it, stuff like that. And yeah.
1: And again, it's not punitive. It's like saying, this is an opportunity for my kid to develop some skills.
0: Well, also, too, I was thinking about your book, The um, Parenting of Joy, Sanity and Joy: 101 110 Simple Strategies.
1: No, That's 101.
0: Not, 101. 101. Are, there's 101 <laughs> strategies.
1: <laughs> the next book, maybe. I'll have time
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> How did that book come out? What is that book? How would you come up with that book?
1: You know, initially, I was asked to write the book by someone who had the series and then I ended up taking this and making it my own thing and I when I was a younger parent I used to read a lot of parenting books and every time I would read through one of them and I, I usually never finish them but I would be so stressed out and I would feel like I was a loser parent that I had done everything wrong and now I screwed up my kids and like, that was it. And too bad for me, you know, and really too bad for my kids. And <laughs> and I would I would think like, oh, this makes so much sense and this is so smart. And then my husband would be like, you're reading another book. And I'm like, how do you know? And he goes, because you're changing it. Like, you just keep changing everything based on the book. And I realized like how detrimental that was in a lot of ways. And I also, I felt like because I am the parenting mentor, I my goal is to, reduce the stress and anxiety of parents. So I wanted a book that someone could pick up. First of all, I call it like the parenting book for parents who don't have time to read parenting books because it literally is a tip on every page. And so you can read one tip, think about it and put the book away and then you can read another one or you leave it in your bathroom or in your bag or in your car. And so you pick it up as you want. It's completely non-judgmental. So if something resonates with you, you try it. If it doesn't, you move on pick up the book two years from now when your kids are a little older, (laughs) it's going to be a different experience. You're going to, they will, the tips will resonate with you in a different way. But it really, it's just a lot of it is like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Or, oh, I used to think about that. I'm glad like I had the reminder and some of the things will be completely new, but say, oh wow, that's kind of a cool idea. I want to try it. And it's all really to make your life as a parent easier to get and to just sort of follow my whole theory of parenting, which is we don't need to be so crazy about everything that we do. And we need to teach our kids certain things that are important in life. And how do we do that in an easy, stress-free way? So there's a whole chapter on attitude and gratitude. Like, I feel that's really important, but everyone's like, how do I get my kids to like care about other people? (laughs) And I'm like, well, a lot of it is just by role modeling. So four times a year, do like a seasonal cleaning in your house and every kid, everybody in the household has to contribute like three or four things to a basket. So it's like, and you just do that. And maybe sometimes you take it to the place and where the kids are, have the opportunity to see how it's affecting other people. And maybe you don't have that opportunity, but you're still doing it. And I I think a lot of it is the role modeling and having these these situations set up in your family so that they know that this is just something that we do.
0: It's good to set an example and also help others too and show show them. It's also interesting too about that. I mean, I always look forward to try to be the best I can of a role model for my son and as a dad myself. Also too, I was wondering um any services, any you can promote like for parenting and stuff like that?
1: Do? Yes. Absolutely. I'm I work individually, you know, or with the two partners I do one-on-one sessions are all everything right now of course is virtual and I was doing virtual even before usually the the thing with that is is it's a one session that you need with me it's not like therapy where it's you know every week get a lot out of an hour with me and usually that's at least enough to get real started with I do small groups I do workshops I work in corporations so anyone is listening and has like a family employee resource group or a company where you want to bring me in to work with the employees who have parents. It's also really helpful because that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother stress with everyone with kids at home and this crazy school stuff that's going on. And how are you getting your work done? And without worrying so much about your kids at that time, like, so a lot of, a lot of this is having like a new perspective on why you don't need to be a helicopter parent also. <laughs>
0: also i think final song wrapping up final thoughts anyone leave with a parent maybe like one or two tips
1: yeah i'd like to my my big thing is that parenting is not an 18 year engineering project okay instead of like engineering these like what we think of as perfect kids so that they'll get into a good college i would say let's work on raising self-reliant resilient kids with good problem solving skills and good coping mechanisms we're preparing them to go out into the world and be healthy and happy and well-adjusted and capable citizens and people. And they don't have to be perfect at everything that they do.
0: Also, where they can connect and find a book where they want to look Mm -hmm. out, ask any questions, anybody's services, where they can connect with you.
1: Right, my website is theparentingmentor.com. I'm on Instagram with five tips a week at, at The Parenting Mentor. And the book is available um, bookshop it's available on amazon for pre-order right now and it's called parenting with sanity and joy 101 simple strategies
0: all the links will be in the show notes thank you susan groner for being on the podcast i really do appreciate it i really do appreciate your time
1: sure so happy to do that.
0: wrapping up this episode i want to thank susan groner for being a guest on the podcast you can find more about her over at the parenting mentor.com. You can find all the links in the show notes over at no sitting on the slash one oh six. Hey, please reach out. You have a comment or want to say hello, or hey, I really, really like this episode. Bring more of it. You know? I'd like to make contact with you, see how you're doing. We just want to say hello. You can also find all my contact information at no sitting on the sideline.com slash contact wrapping up final thoughts, I guess parenting's is not exact science. You know what? And it, right now it seems like it's going very quick. My son will be eight fairly soon. I just, I guess just enjoy the ride. Cause I think it's one of those things that life those obstacles and, and things in the way, but man, I do, do enjoy spending time with my son. Well, thank you for listening until next time. Take care. Give your kids a hug. That's how much you love them. Hey, also, Reach out to a friend. Say hello. Hey, how you doing? Call them up. Text them. We have so many ways of communicating nowadays. You can send. If you had a carry a pigeon, send a carry a pigeon. Send a mail. Just reach out and say hello and see how they're doing. Because you know what, connection, human connection is important. Until next time, take care. God bless. See ya.